Hey guys, and today is a passionate, professional, blind individual interview. I think it's time that you get to know more about your host, the guy you've been spending time with and the guy you've committed some of your life to. Huh, scary thoughts, isn't it? Friday, we're going to chat about how to invite others to help you work in Trello. So if you have a new team member or something like that and you want to connect with someone in Trello, you're going to love this content. Ready? Let's go. Helping pave your way from your home to your own pay. Using motivation, inspiration, and education. It's today's edition of the Your Own Pay Podcast. And before we begin, we want to hear from you. Reach out, hit us up, and follow PayOne on Twitter. That's at PayOne. Now, as promised, here's Michael Babcock with today's episode. Make some noise. Oh, huge part of my life. I'm super excited. This is amazing right here. Your Own Pay Podcast starts now. So normally I would introduce uh, the person that I am chatting with, and I'd say something like, hey guys, this is Michael, and I'm joined by the amazing digital marketer, Michael Babcock of YourOwnPay.com, and Michael is coaching blind entrepreneurs on how to bring their business online, typically taking care of the technical shit so they don't have to. But because this is me interviewing myself, that just sounds a little weird. So I'm going to get right into the questions, and hopefully that gives you a quick glimpse into who I am. I also asked the people that I'm interviewing Hey, can you explain to the listeners, fill in the blanks, let them know who else you are. So for those of you who don't know, I am completely blind. I recently, okay, so I'm almost about ready to turn 29. I was going to say I recently turned 28, and then I'm like, wait a minute, now my birthday's coming up. So uh, recently, um, well, not recently, but this year turned 28. I am coaching blind entrepreneurs on how to bring their business online. And primarily, it's blind entrepreneurs who already have a business. I've tried helping people who think they have a business, but then realize when you get involved with them, they, they don't necessarily have a business. So I'd prefer a company that, that is doing their, doing their part to bring income and not relying solely on digital marketing. We'll talk more about what digital marketing is here in a minute. The second way that I would describe myself is I'm creative and I have no problem with trying new things. I may get frustrated at times fairly quickly, but I have no problem with trying things out. And that's kind of why we talk about Trello on Fridays. Well, Trello and other tools. So then I would ask myself if I was interviewing myself, Michael, that's great to get to know you and I appreciate knowing more about who you are and what you do. Can you tell me more about digital marketing? What is digital marketing? And of course, then I'd reply to myself, this, okay, this is weird. Anyways, <laughs> what is digital marketing? Digital marketing is when a company uses the internet or digital services, because it doesn't necessarily have to be the internet. You can use text messages and phone calls as well. But when a company uses digital services to be able to advertise the fact that they have a business that can solve the problem their ideal customers are looking to solve. So digital marketing uses tools and uh, tools and also services and platforms to advertise and to get the message in front of the ideal customer. We use tools and automation, I love automation, to make the life of the small business owner easier so they don't have to worry about all the technical shit. So what interested me in digital marketing? You know, I really don't 
No. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So back in 2012, well, let's go a little further back. Back in 2006, I ran my own web hosting company for about three years, and it was actually 2007 through 2010. And I loved it, but I had no knowledge of content marketing. I didn't know anything about running advertisements. And honestly, at that time, none of that interested me. So in 2010, I, you know, started my life adventure pretty much. I got married. I went and got a job. I got divorced, well, separated. 2011, I quit my job, moved back to Montana, got divorced. And, um, and, oh, did I mention in 2010, I also met the love of my life. So there's interesting things that happened between the time that I stopped doing my web hosting and 2012 when my mother passed away. Between me starting a job, getting a divorce, moving, starting another job, moving, starting a third job after being denied a job in those two years, I put in an application and ended up becoming the assistive technology instructor up in Alaska. And I think this kind of tailors a bit around why I, why I'm so involved with digital marketing and building out courses is because of my experiences at the Alaska Center for the Blind. When I was working in Anchorage, I made the most money I had ever made in my life. And me and my wife were, were living good. We were, you know, not necessarily living in the best place. I mean, we had, we spent most of the time we were living in Alaska together, cleaning the house that I went and got on my own because the people charged me a fucking cleaning deposit and then didn't clean the house themselves. I mean, seriously, come on, come on, think about it. You ran into a blind guy who openly admitted that he was blind. Just make that shit look clean for a minute. And and as long as he doesn't trip on anything, he ain't going to see all the dirt all over the walls. Oh, don't get me started. Anyways, I was the assistive technology instructor up in Alaska in 2012. And I was there for about, well, I started in July. And then in September, uh, Mallory came up. So I was there for two months and working, you know, loving how we were able to pay all of our bills on time and enjoying the fact that we were able to, you know, put money down for a house and move into it, even though it wasn't. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I had a great time. But more importantly, I was teaching other people that it was possible to use the computer. Even though you might not have vision, you can use your iPhone and you can access all of the features of it. In September 2012, something I had never imagined would happen happened, and it really it really threw me for a loop. So in September of 2012, I got a phone call from my sister one morning, the day after payday, I remember like it was yesterday. And she told me, Michael, Michael, I said, hey, Amanda, hold on a second. I'm listening to your voicemail. And then I realized that she was crying as she told me, "We, you don't have time. I just found mom dead in bed. And I, the, I, at first I thought she was screwing around. I didn't realize what was actually going to happen. And uh, I, I remember being on the front porch of that shitty house and crying my eyes out because I knew I needed to go home. Every flight out of Anchorage was booked that day. Every flight. It was the very last day of tourism season. And when I finally made it home, I didn't know what to do. 
Number one, my family had lived in Montana since 2008. So Montana wasn't home for me. But it was what I was most familiar with and the place that I spent probably the most time with my mom since I was 13. And I knew that my brothers needed something better. And I knew that my wife deserved, well, my fiancé, we were supposed to get married that next month. That got pushed off a year. But I knew that my fiancé at the time deserved so much better. So I went online and I started looking for ways to make money online. Come on, you've done it. We've all done it. You, you've been in front of that Google. You're like, let's make, let's learn how to make money online. Eventually, I ended up on the local Craigslist and found a CPA offer or cost per action offer. This paid other people X amount of money. At the time, it was like 60 bucks. No, no, we were doing 80. So $80 every time they found someone to sign up for a free or low cost trial offer. So let me, let me bring this into perspective. Every time I got someone to sign up for creditreport.com for say, I got paid X amount of money, which was $80 if you had people sign up for a few different trials. So I was taught to market this on Craigslist and advertise it as a work from home opportunity. I made some money and some other people made some money, but I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't thrilled about what I was doing, though I was learning about email marketing and I was learning about Facebook and I was learning about all of these other classified sites where I can get the message about a product or service out. People started to take notice, but I didn't have my shit together. I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going or how how I was even still running around as a chicken with my head cut off. But finally, I got introduced with someone in 2016. Well, it was actually 2015. And he told me that I'm more valuable than I think. And you are too. And realizing that I'm more valuable than I think caused me to get off my ass, take some lessons. What I had done is I had started recording what I was doing, showing people how I was doing it as I was doing it, because I was doing it anyways. So I told myself I needed to take those videos and I need to get them off my computer and get them somewhere where people can pay for it. But Michael, no one will pay for your knowledge. That's why I kept telling myself, but... In fact, people will pay to watch you do what they need to do. And I think that's what, what most intrigues me about digital marketing is the fact that I can go learn something new that can help someone bring more business in while building a better lifestyle for them and their family. The next question I might ask myself is, Michael, What's the number one challenge you face? And honestly, the number one challenge I face is accessibility. Anytime I find a cool platform or a cool service or a cool advertising network that I want to try out, I will admit that there are times that I get stopped by accessibility issues. I'll get frustrated and I won't actually finish what I'm trying to do with the project because there's an accessibility issue. The way around that? I found, why don't I figure that shit out instead of whining about it and then teach other people how to do it and charge them to teach them what I had to learn on my own. Get it? That's how I overcome that challenge. And that's how you can overcome some of the challenges that you're facing. So, Michael, what are some of the challenges? So, Michael, what 
do you want your clients to know if they come to you for digital marketing? And to, to be honest, for me, if you're working with me, you need to know, number one, how the project I'm helping you with is going to make you money or be willing to pay to strategize to figure out how that project's going to make money. Let me give you an example. I worked with someone recently, and they knew that they needed a podcast. They didn't have any clue how they were going to take what traction they got with their podcast and implement it into their business, and they hadn't even considered that prior to reaching out to me, though all impressions seemed like they were not or that they were, you know, not unprepared, that they were ready to go. The other thing that people need to be doing if if they're interested in working with me is be willing to change. You might have tried an idea that I'm going to give you in the past, and it might not have worked for your business, but listen to me. I'm not saying that I know everything, but you may have sent out a blog post or an article to your past customers who would prefer to have listened to you and have no damn clue that you started a podcast where you're helping them with the five or six or ten problems that they're having every single week. So be willing to change. If you tried something in the past and it didn't work, but you're trying something new and you're advised to go try something that's related to what you might have tried in the past, give it a try. And how involved do I want my clients to be in the digital marketing project? I want them to be as involved as they can be. I can come up with creative ideas all day long, but if I don't know what you're doing in your business, what type of projects you have coming up, or how you're going to better the lives of your customers next quarter, then how can I help you with coming up with digital marketing strategies. So if you can be involved with what we are doing, I don't care if you don't give a damn about how to set up an autoresponder. But I do care if you're going to be launching a new product and not letting people know until a week before, yet holding your entire team responsible for what that new sales does. Does that make any sense? Hopefully it makes a little bit of a sense, a a little bit of sense to you guys. And these are all questions that I'm answering off of a past interview that I did with someone who's going to air next week. So definitely tap the subscribe button wherever you're hearing this podcast and you'll love that content. So do I specialize in any sort of Digital marketing, not really. I mean, mainly content because I can help you with getting your content going. I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a very organized person, admittedly. I'm working on that. And that's something that Trello's helping me with. And hey, guess what? Trello's another thing I've been teaching people on the podcast. So if I had to pick a specialty for digital marketing, it would be I'm a digital content marketer for blind entrepreneurs. Or to to lessen that niche but keep it still niche down, I'm a digital marketing advisor for blind small business owners. So this brings us to the top four section. The top four are designed to motivate and inspire you to get up and do something with the knowledge that you hear from people. I'm interviewing. That is the passionate professional blind individuals. And the first top four question is, what is one app, online service, or program 
that you can't live without, Michael. I'd probably answer that one with Trello right now. Um, That will change, and that does change quite often. And I'm looking back at workflow again. I need to re-download that to my phone and play with it. It it automates some of the things you do on your phone. But Trello keeps me organized. And whenever a new idea comes to me, I get a lot of ideas. But whenever a new idea comes to me, I can throw it into Trello and then either act on it or invite someone to help me act on that idea. Move it into a status so I know what's going on with that particular project. And then I'm able to uh, take the actions, for example, write up show notes or paste in the URL to the video in the show notes that were already created for me. So I think the number one app or online service that I definitely couldn't live without, again, at least right now, is Trello. So what about you? Leave me a comment and let me know what is one app or online service that you couldn't live without. What is one piece of advice I would give someone who is interested in following their passions? Do it. Do it and don't give a damn what other people think about you. And maybe you'll be embarrassed. Maybe you'll be uncomfortable. But I'll tell you that if you're embarrassed or you're uncomfortable, you're headed in the right direction. So definitely, definitely just just do it and make it happen. How have books had an impact on your life? You know, that's funny that I that this question came up. I mean, I knew it was coming up, but yesterday when I recorded the interview with Desiree, who is a blind copywriter, again, you'll hear her next Wednesday, I was, I was remembering how growing up, most of the books I read were to get me away from my situation, were to, to bring me into a mindset of being able to dream and adventure through the power of words. And those were not, or those were fiction books. They were not nonfiction books. And the thing about it is, is I wasn't reading self-help or self-development books. And I'm not saying you need to just read self-help or self-development books, but I am saying that if you're in high school, you should definitely at least explore that genre. I don't know why I didn't even ever explore that genre. It just seemed boring to me. But definitely explore it and see, you know, how working with a self-help author or uh, reviewing a self-help book can affect your life. We were introduced to the iPhone 10 years ago. What's one piece of technology you're excited to see in the next 10 years? And for me, that would definitely be the self-driving car. I sent an email, interestingly enough, out to Tesla and said, hey, by the way, I'm blind and I would be interested in being someone who could use your car and back to the digital marketing aspect of it. Share my story through podcasts that I've already created and YouTube channels so Other people can hear how your car is providing me the freedom to be able to go see my brother in Montana who's incarcerated or visit my niece and nephew who right now are in Montana but are a couple of hours away or take myself to the airport to fly to Alaska to be able to pick up my son, fly back home, get in the car and drive home. Being able to run to the store on your own without having to figure your shit out ahead of time? Man, could you even imagine? Take yourself there. So the one piece of technology that I'm excited about in the next 10 years would most certainly be the self-driving cars. 
Hey guys, hopefully you've enjoyed today's interview with myself. It was a little wacky, a little long, and a little fun. Um, you're going to get my contact information, as always, in the outro. And I want to thank you for joining me. Share this with someone. You've been listening about. to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content. And to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast. Yourownpay.com. Come